This is the CQ University Australia podcast, where we talk to some of the university's interesting characters. Today I'm joined by Adele Baldwin, Senior Lecturer in the School of Nursing and Midwifery and Social Sciences. Welcome, Adele. Thank you, Izzy. It's nice to have you here joining me for a podcast. Um, Let's start, first of all, with a little bit of a background on yourself. Tell me a little bit about you. I'm a nurse and a midwife. I have been doing both for over 30 years, which probably gives you an indication. Um, Originally, I was hospital trained for both. So um, old school throughout my career, uh, probably around the 2000s decided to go back and do some postgraduate study and then gradually made the segue from clinical education into um, academia in about 2006. What is it about academia that uh, keeps you going? I think it's a a multifaceted um, career. We get to work with students, so you get to um, nurture the the future workforce, which, you know, when you've been in it a little while, we have to hand over the reins and and these students are going to be our future. They're also going to be our change. So I think that's one of the reasons um, I transferred to academia. It's probably a reason that a few academics do is that you do have um, the potential to make greater and longer-lasting change by investing in the future workforce. Um. But part of it, you also have the opportunity to contribute to research and, you know, meaningful research that the that the community uh, needs will we'll take the benefits from. And it just opens up your eyes to a whole new world that you can't believe you existed for so long not knowing was there. Speaking of research, you've actually been involved in some projects, um, particularly in your time here at CQ Uni. Tell me a little bit about those. Oh, you knew just what to ask, didn't you? <laughs> but the PRISM project is, um, as you know, a particular favourite of mine. And we start, it was launched in April last year. And basically what it does is it combines the needs of pregnant incarcerated women with um, the learning needs of midwifery students. So generally speaking, when a student when a student's studying midwifery, they need to do continuity of care experiences. It's mandated, which means they recruit a woman, and, you know, obviously with consent, follow, in inverted commas, uh, her through her pregnancy, you know, to understand that every woman's experience is different. The, there's a few um, challenges or, or, you know, restrictions that have been identified with that over the preceding couple of decades in that people tend to, the students tend to recruit from their own social circle, which is natural because it's outside their clinical hours, it's outside their university time, it's in their own time. And it's really quite a difficult thing to say is to walk up to a stranger and say, oh, by the way, I want to follow you through your pregnancy. So that was one of the reasons, and obviously the the, the pregnant incarcerated women, the numbers are rising hugely. There's something like four hundred percent over the last decade around the world. Yeah. Um, part of that is that most countries have got a, adopted a stance of regardless of gender. You know, you commit the crime, you do the same time. I'm paraphrasing here. You know, the the justice system is not my expertise. Um, and that women are now committing crimes that traditionally they hadn't. 
you know, it's a very complex social and, you know, domestic intergenerational setup. So quite often if a woman's pregnant in prison, uh, for security reasons, they can't have someone from their family or social circle to support them during particularly labour and birth. Uh, so what we do is we match the, the student, you know, meets with the woman. If she's happy, they go to her appointments. And, you know, if the relationship's built to that point, they can they um, go to birth suite and that's their support person during labour, which has worked really, really well. The students' learning is the students have reported that they have gained so much out of it. The women appreciate it because it's really quite nice, apparently, for them to know that someone's there just for them. We are quite particular that the student has no clinical role as such and we don't have access and we aren't interested in knowing their their criminal role. So what we do do is just look at the woman. Sounds fascinating. It really does. Um, do you have any plans to maybe roll it out further than the trial where it happened here in Townsville? Well, Yes, uh, it's quite organic actually. Every time we we identify something else, when we were we first implemented it, within the first say six months, we worked out that um, the involvement of the corrections staff, the officers, was going to be pivotal to its success. So we invited them to become champions. So we've given them additional training. You know, they have. Um, priority to take the, to escort the women to their appointments etc we've changed a couple of processes at the the prison which is really exciting so we're actually just embarking on the research elements to start evaluating that so that we can then start to progress it and roll it out across other women's prison we have identified a thing called uh, a birth charter that was written by a charity in the UK supported by World Health Organization and UNICEF that essentially is the charter of the woman's rights as a pregnant incarcerated woman. And it aligns beautifully with the Australian Charter of Healthcare, uh, Patients Charter of Healthcare Rights. So we've just tying up the final legal uh, partnership agreement for us to write the Australian version and then roll that out. So in this way, you know, a regional university with a, a reasonably um, solid grassroots focus is going to make a really big difference. We're meeting again tomorrow because we've actually been asked to um, do some other parts that are coming, that are offshoots of the main project and to pilot them elsewhere. How incredibly rewarding. Um, Adele, tell me a little bit about, I know you spoke a little bit about your background initially, but what about little Adele um, going back (laughs) further? (laughs) Oh, she was rather cute, actually. I have no doubt. (laughs) Um, I grew. I'm, I'm Central Queensland, born and bred. Um, my parents uh, were born and bred around Rocky. I grew up just inland of Rocky. I trained in Brisbane in the old days, where you had to live in the nurses' quarters and eat really interesting um, food as part of your board. Uh, when I finished, I did what most newly graduated nurses did in those days. I grabbed a backpack and took off for a bit. When I came back, I closed my eyes, I put a pin on a map and it landed on Victoria. So I hopped in the car and drove until I ran out of land and had to stop. Wow. Which was, you're lucky you do those things in your 20s because you don't understand, we don't quite appreciate the potential. But uh, yeah, so landed in Victoria. I was there for 10 years. I did my mid while we were there. Um, 
yeah, met my husband, married, had children, and then it was time to come home. And Townsville seemed like a really good fit, and we've been here for 20 years. Wow. So what brought you to Townsville? Like, was there other family in Townsville? Actually, no. <laughs> we knew no one here, but it was the, I'm going to say the largest regional city that could offer us opportunities. Like my husband could transfer here at the time, um, but it was big enough that we could fit in. We both had ample job opportunities, but and it was um, eight hours drive from my parents' property which we had three children under three that eight hours was worth it just to pump just to say here go to grandma for a while (laughs) that's a long drive (laughs) (laughs) with no electronic gadgets (laughs) I don't know how you did it um tell me a little bit about your kids are they grown up now yes despite our parenting they turned out really well um my older daughter is a lawyer in Sydney my younger daughter is a lawyer in London and my son is a high school teacher in a regional area in Queensland. So, yes, I'm, you know, I'm really proud of the fact we've raised uh, responsible adults with a, a reasonable social conscience. Adele, you mentioned earlier about your travel overseas prior to then returning. Any interesting stories that you can tell us about that and how maybe it um opened up your eyes to certain parts of the or elements of the world? I'm not going to tell you too much because I probably have a professional reputation <laughs> I need to watch out for. But it was re- it, everybody did it in inverted commas in those days. And, yeah, it, I, I backpacked around Malaysia and it, literally while I was there, those of anyone who's old enough to remember, um, Barlow and Chambers were two Australian drug traffickers I think I recall in jail in Singapore and they were being hanged and you know I'd come from the bush I'd gone to Brisbane I thought that was really busy and then here I am in in Singapore and Malaysia with two young Australians who were facing the death penalty and it was that sheer confrontation and I suppose it made me realize that you know what I saw was quite a narrow view of the world and quite a privileged view of the world quite frankly And it just made us eager to see more. And then when we were first married in 88, actually, we spent a long time in the Soviet Union when it was still communist. That was an interesting (laughs) eye-opener. I took the words out of my mouth. (laughs) I look seriously, if I see another potato still, you know, nearly 30 years later, it's way too soon. (laughs) Wow. I can only just begin to imagine. But it was fascinating to understand. It was just at the beginning when um, the Soviet Union was starting to to break up. Very interesting indeed. Um, Adele, tell me a little bit about how your role here at CQ Uni um, and also here at CQ Uni Townsville campus, um, how you feel it makes a difference and what it is that drives you, I guess, to get here every morning and continue doing what you're doing. I can't afford to retire. (laughs) No, sorry. Um, When I was in clinical practice, I... There were a few things that really that I found really frustrated me, and I figured that I could make um, a better contribution by contributing to building a better workforce, or a, you know, equipping, helping play a role in equipping. It's not obviously not just a solo effort. The next um, generation to come through, 
Uh, but my clinical background, as well as my philosophical and uh, personal interests, are that I truly believe in women's health should be cradle to grave. In other words, even as a midwife, if I'm going to be looking at the term of someone's pregnancy or their childbearing years, I think we need to invest in childhood adolescence to make sure that 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 woman and her you know her social circumstances all of her life factors are incorporated into making you know giving her the best chance but also too once a woman's finished her childbearing years or she's finished having her children we need to also make sure she's alive and well to look after her babies so from that perspective I'm you know I bang the drum all the time about cradle to grave care and I'd like to think that um I role model a little bit for the students at least that everything you know has value to someone and sometimes the most valuable thing you can do for someone is just to sit beside them you don't have to talk so that's probably part of it I also um, am really I get a bit sensitive when regional Australia is ignored in my view obviously this is my lens uh, I get really quite frustrated because I think that, you know, we have a lot to offer. And, you know, one of the first rules of research is that, it, you know, you need to understand the community and the people that, you you know, you, you're acting for. So I think there's a, you know, there's a whole argument there that we should be, um, you know, moving ourselves forward and, and making our voices heard because we really are quite powerful. We just need to find the forum or find the platform so in that way I love the community I'm embedded in the community obviously you know we've been in Townsville for 20 years so um, you know we've raised our children here and I think that gives you a different philosophy about the community that you've that you're in so I'm hoping all of those factors work together I love working with students I love seeing things through their their fresh eyes and yeah I think it's energizing Adele, do you think much has changed in that space over the last, say, two decades? In nursing and midwifery? I think so. Um, I think there's a little, there's a sort of a cynical part that says sometimes everything old is new again. Um, what's been really significant for me, obviously, nursing in the last decade has gone, last couple of decades has, has been transitioning towards a national registration, which makes it much easier for a mobile workforce. Um, in the olden days, we ha- we were registered state by state and it was actually quite difficult to to move between. So now we have national registration. So that's one key factor. The other one is the um, separation of midwifery from nursing. And, you know, without boring you, you know, with unnecessarily, but midwifery is a separate profession. So it's now recognised as such. And the term that's usually used is midwifery subservience to nursing. Now, whether you agree with that or not, it the recognition means a lot to those in the profession, but it also means um, has a significant impact on where it fits mm-hmm. in the provision of healthcare. There are some things about you know modern healthcare that are upsetting, but you know technology, life advancements, and if we can keep people healthier for longer, I think probably the thing that worries me now is um, aged care. Yeah. We have amazing people doing wonderful things, but, you know, we really need to invest in it. And, you know, there's a little bit selfish in that too. I'm going to be a consumer of that service. 
I want to make sure that the the nurses working in it other uh, have, have all that they need. Absolutely, mm. oh, I'm, bit, I'm precious. <laughs> <laughs> and I I think that you know this is probably apart from babies and children, this is a really vulnerable part of our society, and I think the potential's there to not give it the full attention that it that it needs. So. You know, as I say, it's a vested interest. I'm investing in my future by investing in in that. But I love watching um, the students grow and graduate and see them out as as registered nurses and midwives at the end. I find that quite exciting. And to think you played a part, that's really cool. Absolutely. It's that real reward at the end, isn't it? Um, You mentioned that you've been in Townsville for quite some time. Have you, you haven't been at CQ Uni that entire time? Um, and if not, where did you come from in the academic world prior to joining us? I've been at CQU for two years uh, when when nursing first came to Townsville campus. That was an amazing opportunity, as I tell everybody. It's a once in a lifetime. Uh, I had worked at another university in Townsville for nearly a decade. I worked in clinical, um, both public and private. I had a, I worked particularly for a long time in the public sector as a clinical educator, and that's you know there were certain things, and you know when you get to a point in your in a role that you outgrow it and it's time to move on, and so that's what that and I felt I could actually offer more if I went to academia. I had wonderful opportunities at that other place, <laughs> and um, you know I learned a lot, and I wouldn't have traded it for the world, but you know it was my time. It's my time to grow, just like students grow, and to be able to have the opportunity to have to be involved in something that's new and exciting and to really make an impact. I think that was a really rare opportunity, and I've had a ball the last two years, as you know. Their loss is our gain, definitely. <laughs> um, so, what's next, Adele? We have a really. Um, we have a quite a busy research agenda in, in Townsville for nursing and midwifery at the moment. We have a lot of projects on the boil. What I find really exciting is that all of the academics in the team um, are keen to be involved and is a culture that embraces bringing people through. Obviously, we all have someone who is our grown-up, as I like to call it, and the fact that people have, have come on board for me to be their grown-up, I, I take as um, really flattering and I take the responsibility quite seriously. But it's an exciting space to be in because I think for you know a small campus uh, in a regional area, we are making, you know, making our presence felt, which is, that's all you can ask for. Without a doubt. Any parting words, perhaps advice to students? Keep going. Don't, uh, don't let the haters drag you down. And I think too for people who sit back and think that I can't go to university or I can't do that, I'm not a smart kid, that's probably the thing that breaks my heart when a student says, oh, the smart kids or the smart students. No, no. Um, you know, if you want it, the supports are here. And that's one thing this place does really, really well is look after students academically socially culturally everything is is taken care of and I think that you know for those who have non-traditional pathways to university I think that's really that's a lovely thing nursing needs that diversity because obviously you, you the people that you care for I like that so no I just choose to yeah enjoy life 
Adele, thank you so much for your time today. It's been wonderful chatting to you. Thank you, Izzy. It's been wonderful to talk to you. Like this podcast? Don't forget to rate, review and share with your friends.